0: Hey, this is John Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? Can't win. The New York Jets. can we'll beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The The New York Jets. Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird! Brady Bird! He's very
1: passionate. Bird! Er, Bird! Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold
2: falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside.
1: Darnold. I think Jet fans. Very passionate.
2: Brady sucks. Don't be the show. Don't
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy, Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris everyone.
2: What's up, everybody?
1: As always in studio... Every week, coming at you with the hardest-hitting facts in the NFL podcasting game today. You know them, you love them the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas (laughs) Kronk, everyone. What's going on, everybody? Since the last time we've talked, since the last time I was able to get with Mike and talk, Mike's been on vacation uh, last week, he was in Hawaii. Here we are again. The world has changed dramatically, Mike, since the last time we had a chance to speak. The reality of the world that we are all living in has changed. It's altered. It's a little bit surreal. Everything that's going on, just only because it seems to me, guys, just the exponential speed at which things have changed. Yeah. Not so much that we're where we're at, but just like two weeks ago, we were living normal life. Yep. And worried about it from a peripheral sense. Oh, there's a you know, it's coming. Maybe who knows. And now everyone has had to adjust in a major way, the government, statewide, locally here in New York. I mean, the way we are able to come together with past events, I think if we just stay focused and everyone just does their best interest to limit exposure and things of that nature, we'll be able to get back on track soon, hopefully. But it is scary, Mike. I was down in the city on Saturday with my fiance. She's actually in the studio right now. When we have her cleaning up, do, up, we have her in the studio doing some women's work, cleaning up, um, getting some food ready for us, things of that nature. Not, <laughs> <it's>, not <laughs> that this podcast is misogynistic in any way, because it's not, but she's Asian, so the Asian women, that's what they like to do. I'm not... Am I wrong? No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm crying over my bridal
1: shower. Oh, yeah, and then her bridal shower, oh. which is supposed to be next. No one cares about this. It's That's gonna it's canceled. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just w- do want to say to everybody, uh, you know, uh, we're sorry we weren't able to get you a podcast last week. I know it's going to be tough, people are inside, not a lot to do, so we're going to try to get this to you every single week, yeah. talk about the Jets, talk about what's going on in the world here, in the world of fighting too, as much as we can, and in the world of the New York Jets and the NFL, a lot of what's business. A lot of business, guys. This is one of those times a year that I think, in a weird way, Mike mentioned this to me, it almost has as much interest as the regular season in different ways, right? because... None of our teams right now are playing, so you're not worried about wins and losses. Yeah, we're all hopeful. There's signings. You're adding players. Every guy you add, you read the bio on them. You're thinking about all the positives. Forget about the negatives. Yep. Forget yep. about. I don't even want to hear about. You're reading the po- it's that's, information, and that's what we're all doing. It's Something new
0: to just for you know. And,
1: and we've had some. Uh, I mean, some monumental shifts here in the NFL. We're going to start off with the main one before we get to everything else, Mike. I mean, we, it's the top story right now. Is yep. that Tom Brady, Thomas? is no longer a New England Patriot. Now, Mike, before you start off, ABG fans, I'm just going to remind everyone, Mike, not a big fan of the Patriots. Mm, No. Now, I understand that's a prerequisite for Jet fans, and that goes without saying. Right. Mike takes it to the next level. Yeah. This is Cold War level stuff for Mike. So Mike's not a fan of the Patriots, not a fan of Tom Brady. Put out a nice little musical piece for you guys six or seven weeks ago. It was moving, Mike. It was very well done by you. And here he goes... Tom Brady, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Mike? That's how it ends? A Tampa Bay Buccaneer? Yeah. Is that...
0: Apparently. That's how he's riding out right now.
2: So he... So he, um, obviously, he's always been driven, I guess, because he wasn't looked at as an elite prospect, and he always wants to try to prove people wrong. And so there's this narrative behind him that, you know, he's a fighter and everything. To me, he's an idiot, because you know, number one, you did cheat and do all that stuff, so you already tarnished your legacy anyway. And as the history goes on and your career ends, people will look back and say, oh, yeah, he won six Super Bowls, he's been to nine, but there were all these other flags. But I digress on that subject. What I will say is that he didn't do what Eli did and just bowed out and said, you know, it's time, despite the fact that his game has diminished. To be honest with you, I wasn't 100... I didn't want him to be on the Patriots, obviously, but I wasn't really that worried about him because he really wasn't good at the end of the year. He wasn't. He he was decent. He was a decent... He was decent, but he wasn't Tom Brady. The Tom Brady that we know that, that uh, wheels and deals. So, he's going to go to Tampa Bay. Glad he's out of the AFC East. Glad I don't have to deal with him anymore. Uh, is he going to put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into contention. We'll see. He has a pretty good receiving core. He's got some good talent there, good coaching. Um I am just hoping that the Patriots fall away into nothingness and I find it hilarious now that the Hill people of the North are claiming Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC East, and that it's it's their division to lose. I I find that actually very funny.
1: Yo, you know, sometimes when when we talk about the Hill people, you have to take it with a grain of salt because we know they don't know any better. No, they have they They have have that lower level education system up there just starting now to have electricity in all the homes up there in Buffalo Something so I know news tables. news reaches the outer outskirts of Buffalo much slower yeah they they still don't know it even <laughs> they don't even know coronavirus has
0: hit yet they're like that, that show right now that's that's taping in Germany or somewhere like they, they can't tell them and yeah. they don't know what's going on and you know they're it's like, like it's funny that's 14
1: people on earth to figure this out <laughs> and it's funny with Brady because <laughs> he's had this stellar career obviously with the Pats with all these Super Bowls and accolades in different ways and now he's going to Tampa Bay. It's just so strange. Yeah, know, it just it's a, it's a weird um their offense was able to put up some serious stats last year and obviously Tom Brady is a big upgrade over Jameis Winston. I think even with a diminished Tom Brady, Mike, the the aura of he still won a Super bowl two years ago. Yeah. So you you're talking about someone right. even at a diminished level just cuz of the the IQ the yep. quarterback IQ he has, when it came to us, there's like a mental block there. Yep. Um. It, it's like a, a person who gets abused their whole life by somebody, even though they might outgrow that person physically, there's still a mental thing there where it's just, they just they might be able to even whoop the person now, right. but they don't feel like they can. Yep. And I feel like that's what mm-hmm. we had with Brady. Right. And it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy he's gone, though. Oh, God. I'm happy he's at Tampa Bay It's like, so it's a little odd. You know, to me, it's, it's strange. Not. I didn't see that coming. I don't know the connection. I don't know the story. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be never-ending coverage on why he went there. Eventually, once once he signs and once yeah. official, right. all of us will know every single part of it because everyone fawns over Tom Brady. To have
0: a, have a kind of ice cream
1: down there. But guess what? We're allowed to be cool with him leaving. Yep. We're allowed to be joyous. The Bills fans can think whatever they want. Their defense was really good last year. Their quarterback. Runs the ball pretty well, and that's the only reason that he's effective. If he had to stay in the pocket, he's pathetic. Right. Okay, he had an absolute, complete meltdown yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, not good at all. Forgot how to play professional football. Was lateraling balls in crucial moments of the game yep. to referees. So let's just remember, let's put it in perspective. Josh Allen is one of those people, not the sharpest tool in the shed. No. Okay, it's like you, when back in the day you go out of recess. There was a kid who dominated. He was in special ed, yeah, but he could dunk. But he, yeah, so you're like, all oh, right, I know, I I, you know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> what am I? What am I supposed yeah. to do? Exactly. I know he can't. He doesn't know how much change he's supposed I mean, to get from the ice cream man. He's but his he his can in, dunk. He's putting his hand in the urinal. Exactly. But
0: the kid can dunk. So that. that so
2: when we were growing up, that was guys like Ed Cooper, right?
0: I I, I just got called up to varsity. It was my like junior year or whatever, and Cooper had been there for like a year and a half because he's a giant human being.
1: Plus we going public with us on the show?
0: I love this. Well, no, please, but, no, please continue. But anyway, this is going, this is staying in, just so you we're, know. We're, we're, we're finishing up with practice and we're doing, we're like, we're taking the tape off, whatever, we're getting ready to walk in the locker room and all of a sudden Coop has to do the crane, sorry for the F-bomb, from the Karate Kid. Cleats on still. 320 pounder. Cleats on. Now, it's a slight decline, Mike. You know the outside of the the locker room at Maybach High School. Uh, I do. He's doing the crane maneuver, crane kick, cleats on,
2: blows an ACL. <laughs> That's how he did it. Oh yeah. man! And this guy, That's this guy had happened. a yeah. had a full ride. That's how that happened. This guy had a full ride to Penn State too, man.
1: You know, when it comes to our squadron, the New York Jets signed some free agents this they week. They did. They really did. <laughs> Brought back a couple guys that we wanted to bring back, that me and Mike had the green line on, and signed a few offensive linemen. I mean, yep. guys, we've come on here month after month, week after week, me and Mike talking about the weaknesses we have on the team, They're glaringly obvious, the stats show it out, offensive line, we're not going to beat the dead horse, we know right. what we need to do, and it looks like we got at least one stud here. Now, font we're going to get to in a moment, but especially has really raised his game. He's allowed just 15 pressures and one sack over 566 snaps in the passing game. 10th out of 33 qualifiers when it comes to centers in the NFL, which is really good. Then you have a guy like Harrison, who ranked 28th out of 33 centers when it came to that in 2019. Spencer Long was 32nd out of 36 centers in 2018. You're talking about a guy that actually has a stat. That matters to us, that he's in the top 10. An actual player that does not miss games, Mike. Very, very durable. Someone that's been able to get out there um, and from where he got drafted, put himself on the map as a starter. Our our team, we've been so inconsistent since Mangold has left at that position. And the center position is one that is often overlooked, I think, when it comes to the offensive line. People always are thinking about the tackles, right? Right. That's kind of where your mind goes first. But the center position is is. so important, Mike. And, you know, they signed him for a pretty penny. But if he just plays, Mike, the way he's played the last two seasons, this is a gigantic upgrade for the Jets. And he's immediately, just because of the level of our offensive line, he's the best offensive lineman that we have
2: on the team right now, McGovern. As you saw with the stats he's the 10th best he performed the 10th best center in the NFL last year and his ability to really anchor that line remember he deals with the communication between him the quarterback making sure the cadences are right all the other linemen feed off him this guy's only 26 years old he's durable just like you said he's smart and considering all the injuries to the line I mean this is this is huge, man. And I believe that McGovern is going to have a long career with the New York Jets. I believe that he and Sam Darnold are going to have rapport. He, hes They asked him why he decided to sign with the New York Jets. He said, I already knew it was going to be a home run. He believes in the quarterback. Um, this is a very big signing. This was really, really, really important. Again, 18 million guarantees understood. But given his age, given his productivity, given his, his ability to perform in the cold weather over there in Mile High Stadium and have the experience that he's had is just going to be do wonders for this line. Really now, there's a veteran there who can speak to the rest of the line. And if we do decide to, drab, to draft a monstrosity rookie... He's got a voice he can hear.
1: Yeah, and you know what, dude? When you have an offensive line that was as bad as ours, and you finally get someone that you 100% know is going to just do their job well, Yeah. all of a sudden the other Only, guys yep. get kind of their level raised up. Because you're like, all right, well, at least center is going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we, we know this guy's going to be okay. I mean, he played every single snap in 2019. He didn't have a single penalty. Yeah. So that, that is, is crazy, insane, especially for a center. Right. You know, you can get full starts. So, you know, easily.
0: he's going he's to he's call out the coverages and everything. That's not going to be a problem. Communication across the line is not going to be a problem with him there.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that one sack, one sack it, he allowed <laughs> in over 566 pass protections. Gross. Even there, as an interior lineman. Great. Crazy. And
1: especially, like, to only allow one sack and to have no penalties means. That he didn't get beat enough times that he's getting holding penalties. Now I know right tackles and left tackles they have a lot more holding penalties than the rest of the line. Centers might not have as much, right? But that's still pretty good. I mean, we put it in perspective, and you put it in perspective to where our talent was last year, and already even before we have this NFL draft, we've already raised the bar a little bit here because we. Another guy that we were able to bring back Mike to the Jets before we get into Font is Atlas Lewis. Um, they brought him back, three-year deal, right. $18.6 million, 6 million of the of the contract is guaranteed. Last year, after Asimeli went down, and he, I think, Mike, how many games did he even play? I think it was only three or four games, right? Joe Douglas went ahead and made a trade to get Lewis. I thought he played pretty well, or at least he played average, or he, at least he played good enough, Mike, that he wasn't a glaring hole as the year went on, because Adoga kind of played out of position last year. Harrison wasn't that great. Beecham was banged up. So I think Lewis last year was a surprise. So when you look at it and you say, okay, the Jets bring McGovern in, he's going to be a stud at center. Lewis, we know played all of last year and played well enough. That next, this year, I think he's going to be our starter, at left guard. That's two, before even getting to Font, already, Mike, you see where Douglas's head is at. You can see where his focus is. You can see where he's putting the money And it's all about protecting Sam Darnold.
2: That is exactly where his head is. He's trying to protect the young quarterback, and he's not overpaying for talent like the Miami Dolphins did, like the Buffalo Bills did. The Buffalo Bills decided to just throw money at everything to try to win a Super Bowl. That's not the way you build a team. Miami Dolphins, just like they just did. Byron Jones, who's not really that great of a cornerback throwing, making the top dollar. That's not how you be efficient and how you build a team. This is how you build a team. You get talent at the right cost, and you get what you can put chemistry around to execute on the field and one good thing about this is that McGovern can play guard if need be let's say Alex Lewis is struggling they could just insert Harrison at center put McGovern at guard Mc- McGovern has ability to play multiple positions on the line so yes Alex Lewis his biggest uh, trepidation is the fact that he would get hurt throughout his career but look he started 12 games he had a really strong start, started wavering a little bit at times there, but he did good. He was solid, and so far, Joe Douglas is building that line, and he's not overpaying, and he's doing it the right way, and th- and also, the last point I'll say is the fact that we did get a guy like Lewis and McGovern sign will free us up to go wide receiver in the second round of the draft. We were thinking, oh, we need to get a left tackle in the first round and then probably go get a center or a guard in the second round. Well now we go get that monstrosity in the first round and go grab a beast cat receiver yeah. in the and, second and round. And like you said, durability
1: has been an issue for him throughout his career so far for Lewis. Played most of the played all year last year for the Jets up until the very end, the last game of the season. Um I thought he played pretty well as the year went on, maybe his his level dipped but he hadn't played a whole season because he was never healthy, really, until last year. So that was kind of a first for him. So I don't know if that that's too much of a surprise. I think the contract will give him a boost going into next year. And they also, it's not like they gave him crazy, ridiculous money, Mike. You know, I thought it was pretty reasonable what they got him for. And, you know, that leads me into our next signing here. This is one of the more intriguing signings the Jets had, which is bringing in George Font from Seattle. Offensive lineman, obviously, guys, as we mentioned, three-year deal, $30 million, 13.7 is guaranteed. Basically, my Jet fans can look at it like it's basically like most other contracts in the NFL, a one-year deal they can cut him next year. It won't really hurt them too much. Say he doesn't live up to right. the contract, say he's not at the level we think he's going to be. He's really, really athletic, and we're going to let Mike go through some of the pros and the cons of him of a Font right now because he is a fan favorite out there in Seattle, Mike. Um, didn't have to start, you know, had some injuries, so it's not like he's started long, extended periods, right. but he checks every single box when it comes to NFL scouts. He projects as a starter. When he's played as a starter, he's really good. You know, they didn't give him backup money like we said, but he's somebody that if you look at it, Mike, if Font Comes to the Jets next year and he just plays average at left tackle. All right, he plays average. We go ahead and we have McGovern there at center. We have Alex Lewis at left guard. We have a dog We maybe we'll have to play right guard this year and not play tackle. Maybe we we'll hit the, posi- the position he's probably more cut out for in the NFL. I think if they draft one of these monsters at 11, oh, yeah, now all of a sudden you the set up. Jets have a top, top, top blue chipper at tackle. Yep, they have. A, a, a guy like Font, who athletically you know can play the position at left tackle, yep. they have a, a really, really good center, and both your guards are solid. Yep. That is that's a legitimate 180, Mike, of where we were last year and the year before when it came to our line. And it can be done reasonably quickly if they do have one of these guys left around 11. But I think this Font signing, Mike, a lot of intrigue with this not somebody that I think was on his, a lot of people's radar for the Jets yeah. I think they were looking at more some of the more bigger names like Conklin who he missed out on but could end up being a big time signing because this is a dude that they're kind of taking a chance on because if he does end up playing left tackle at an elite level or a really good level this is a bargain price it'll be retro retrospectively when you look back it'd be a bargain what they got him yeah. for.
2: Yo Jet Twitter makes me laugh man because I'm, I'm obviously just watching because I want to know what's going on and you know the uh, tampering seat part starts and everyone's looking and then all of a sudden Conklin goes to the Browns and jet fans are like all right all right well we're gonna we're gonna go get uh, um, uh, who's the other guy they're, we're gonna get this other guy and then that guy gets signed and that guy gets signed and there everyone's just like what the hell is Joe Douglas doing he's not doing anything and then it goes all the way to like the evening and no one, the Jets aren't making any moves, and you got cats just coming off the board, and then it says the New York Jets sign George Fant, and cats are like, what, (laughs) who the hell is George Fant, yo, dude's Flip. They're like, Diggs goes to the Bills, Hopkins goes to Arizona, and we got George Fitt. <laughs> I couldn't take it, so I would... Man, well, that, you so know what, Mike? That's difference. just the, uh,
1: I mean, the nature now... <laughs> The nature now of the, the the sports fan is to just be sensationalistic, and I'm not I'm not worried about Diggs going to the Bills at all because Josh Allen can't throw a ball to anybody. That doesn't, that doesn't bother know, me exactly. And you know exactly. the Hopkins. We're gonna get to the Hopkins things in a minute because we're all we're all slightly baffled oh, by that. But oh, guys, oh. our biggest need we had, Jet fans, if if, 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 if if you play on this, you're a Jet fan. Our biggest need, glaringly, was offensive line. Yeah. And I Abbott, know absolutely. we could use a great wide receiver. Diggs is good, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. Hopkins is ridiculous. But we have no good offensive linemen. And I what mean, would you have had to give up And to so, get those guys? Yeah. say they draft some amazing offensive linemen, right? Yeah. Say Fant doesn't work out and he becomes a tremendous backup, but we got McGovern now. Right. And, um, you know, they have Adoga sliding in there. And we have Lewis in there. and uh, That's where we need to be good. Like, Jet fans, last year Sam Darnold had the least amount of time to throw the ball of anybody. Le'Veon Bell yeah, right. had the least amount of time to run the ball. Before it got hit. So, yeah. think yeah. about that! Yeah. So, yes, nice, big right. names are nice!
2: Can we be realistic? Just think about it. The, the successful teams have sustainability, and they have stana- sustainability because they have synergy, and they have money allocated in resources that are most efficient. So, they're not overspending, they're underspending, And they're getting good talent for the amount of money that they're paying. And they pay really good talent well. If you go look, all the teams that win free agency aren't the teams that are winning Super Bowls. I mean, we supposedly won free agency last year. We're getting Bell and all those guys, right? How did we do? Okay. Free agency is making up for the lack of your ability to draft. Your ability to draft, sign players, and then get them in and make them part of your culture is how you have long-sustained Ability. So what? So when you look at a guy like Jack Conklin, okay, he was a good, really good right tackle, but he was not worth the bet pot to be the highest paid tackle in the NFL. Joe Douglas saw it and said, "No, I'm not going to pay that money." Okay, and he obviously thought that George Fant was a better deal at the time for the way his plan is to rebuild the line. And if you look at George Fant's. contract it really is a one-year deal okay so they have a lot of wiggle room conklin you were never going to get that type of wiggle room you were stuck with him once you had him and if he was bad just like the guy we got tremaine johnson you're screwed and it hurts your your cap now what is it what does this really mean who is george fan he was a college basketball player who never actually started a full season in the nfl um he is going to be replacing Kelvin Beecham. Remember, we always said, oh, let's bring Beecham back so we at least we have somebody solid. Well, this is your replacement because Beecham doesn't like Adam Gase. So let me just be quite frank. That's why he's not coming back, okay? So we've got Fant to come in. Now, you look at Fant... And he's not really a sure thing. He was a former undrafted free agent back in 2016. He projected to be a starter, but he blew his ACL out in 2017. And then he ended up playing about 63% of the offensive snaps last season. Um, When you look at the tape, okay, that's where you see value. Now, Russell Wilson would always be running around, scampering around and everything. And everywhere that he went, there was Fant putting somebody on his back. And if you, the way I like to judge free agents is I go and I look at the Twitter of the team that they're leaving, and I see the reaction, and they were not happy that Fant was leaving Seattle. They liked him a lot.
1: Solid player. You know, they they know what they lost. That's true. He was actually, he was a big time fan favorite in Seattle. Yep. Just so Jet fans know, if you, like Mike said, me and Mike are cycles, we always look at the blogs, of the other teams, which is a smart thing to do. Because just like our fan base, people listen to this show, Jet fans, we all go on the blogs. We all go do those deep, deep dives because we love our team. Yep. That's where you can get a good, sometimes a good temperature for a dude. And that's like when the Jets signed Adam Gase, Dolphin fans rejoiced. So I was like, this maybe isn't good.
0: I got all my information on Williams in that trade
2: from this podcast. Well, there you go. You know, there you go. All right, and then and then to your point, and to your point, uh, Keith, to your point about Adoga playing guard. So it fan. The great thing about him, he could play left and right tackle. So let's just say he plays right tackle and Adoga plays right guard and you got McGovern and then Alex Lewis. And maybe if you cut Brian Winters, he's there along with Harrison as depth pieces. Right. And then draft Thomas or Becton to left side, Woo! Right? <laughs> now look at the line exactly right for sure. <laughs> oh so, uh, man if they had, you really and there's was, other guys
1: out there. that's what i was alluding to before even if, regardless of where fan played, because he has some flexibility some versatility yep. there yep. they could very very quickly have this line revamped oh absolutely if font um fan does reach his potential right for at least where his athletic ability is Uh, And you have McGovern And you have this top level blue chipper You draft the number 11 Then you're looking at Adoga And you're looking at Lewis Who Lewis played pretty good last year Adoga Mike played out of position a lot last year Because he had to Um, I think at guard He'll play a lot better That's probably where he's more suited for the NFL But he already got a year experience under his belt Which is good Could be in a good spot Could be in a good spot And one other guy um, A guy me and Mike Were really hoping the Jets brought back As long as the money was right Was Brian Poole I mean, outside of, Mike, I've said it a bunch of times, outside of Jamal Adams... Last year, Brian Poole, best best player in the secondary last year. Um, and like Mike said this before in the pod, it's, um, slot corners nowadays. I know there's a, there's two guys that you kind of look at as your top two corners right. on your team. But if you're a slot guy, you're a starter now. You play almost every play. I Absolutely. mean, you're playing like, – half these teams have three, three wide receivers out there all the time. And so somebody like him, I mean, last year he played almost – he played basically 70% of the snaps on the field. And they were able to use them all over the place. Very physical guy doesn't commit penalties at all only had three penalties last season and you know Mike he improved his play from his previous season you know with the Falcons they kind of gave up on him he improved his play with the Jets and this is another contract this is a one-year deal so he's gonna have to prove himself again that's a good position for the Jets to be in with a player in that position five million dollars for an above average, I'm not saying he's great, but to me, an above average guy you have in there on the nickel, your slot guy, yep. that to me is a steal. Not bad at all. The market probably wasn't what he thought it was going to be, Mike. I thought that was kind of a no-brainer for the yeah. price they had to bring back.
2: Absolutely, we and you know that our our depth at corner is terrible right now, so he was really really important to bring back, and I love it. You know, again, another deal, another efficient deal where you get good value for good cost. And it helps the Jets be more flexible. They still have a lot of money under the cap that they can use for resources. But I think that um, Joe Douglas is going to be prudent. And he'll get contracts where he needs to get them. And he's not going to overspend for any players. And I really like that. But Greg Williams is going to be very happy with having Brian Poole back. Um, I believe his defense was very successful last season despite the loss of resources and one of those reasons that he was very successful or the defense was very successful was because of brian Poole's play so he again played 68 percent of all the defensive snaps that was on last season and uh was one in fact he allowed a passer rating of 91.1 to the nearest defender so i'm really happy that uh We have him back, and I'm hoping that we're able to address the other cornerback spot, whether it would be free agency or in the draft, to really shore up the back of the secondary. So, great signing for for Joe Douglas. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, the other... The other item on the menu when it comes to the New York Jets and free agency, besides anything that would surprise us, is focusing on bringing back Robbie Anderson now. Now, we spoke about this when we were on the Weapons Hot podcast, right. we spoke, about, spoke about it on our podcast. Depending on what the price tag is, Mike, um, that's kind of how my my thought process will be on if it's a good move or if it's a bad move. Obviously, I want Robbie back, but I don't want them to break the bank on him because I don't see him as a true, true number one receiver. Um, he can play, he can have a very elite game sometimes, he's fast as hell, he has pretty good hands, Robbie, he's yep. good in the red zone, but I don't know, Mike, I, I, he obviously has really good chemistry down the stretch with Sam, and I think with the moves they made here for the offensive line, now I know they gave a good chunk to fan. I know they gave a good chunk to McGovern, but they didn't kill themselves with the fan contract when it comes to next season, so they do have some money left over, they had about $50 million almost coming into free agency, so there's still money out there to sign Robbie if they want. Where do you stand right now? Because I thought... I really would have thought Robbie Anderson would have been signed. Yeah. By somebody. Somebody by now. Uh, To me, looking at at the wide receiver market now, it hasn't... Maybe the wide receiver market hasn't broken yet because... I know Cooper re-signed, right, yep. with the Cowboys. Yeah. So, one guy off the board, right? But it really hasn't got going yet. I know trade-wise it has. Right. We know Hopkins went. We know Diggs went. But when it comes to these free agents, it really hasn't gotten going. And there's not too many good receivers as unrestricted free agents. Right. So... Right. It's a little strange to me. Plus, you
0: can probably find comparable receivers to some of these free agents right now in the draft this year.
1: You might be a tremendous. This draft like has forty-eight thousand. This draft has so many good prospects coming out. <laughs> so the Jets are in a very interesting spot, Mike. Uh, Mike, because they have those four picks right there, very high in the draft, very very talented guys they can snag. Obviously, one of those guys will probably be a receiver. Do you spend the money on Robbie? Do you risk bringing a rookie in, pairing him with Crowder and whoever else you can snag? Because of the money they have, if they can get a contract where they give Robbie a pretty decent guarantee, Mike, and the the contract's based around incentives, which is similar to what Fante's, is, which right. is why the contract's team-friendly, that would be smart. Uh, but I don't know if Robbie's going to go for that. I'm saying that not knowing what the market is because I would have thought... A team yeah. would have maybe given him forty million. Yeah, you know, um, somebody three years forty million or something like that. Three years thirty six million. Mike, Mike, where do you where do you weigh in on Robbie and the current status right now? But Robbie and the Jets.
2: So Robbie, if I'm Robbie, if you want to make a lot of money, if that's what your goal is, then you're going to need to bet on yourself. Okay, you're going to need to take a chance, and if you want to find the highest bidder. There may be a team out there that's going to give you 12, 13, possibly. But you know that your best situation is to go back to the Jets. The team likes you. The fan base likes you. The quarterback likes you. The GM likes you. The coach likes you. Okay? You understand the scheme. You understand the fit. You understand that the offensive line is being rebuilt and that the quarterback is growing. He's only going to be 22 years old next year. All right, or 23, excuse me. So if you want a big, big payday, something in the line of the way Amari Cooper just got, five years, 100 mil, then what I would do is sign a two-year contract with the New York Jets at around maybe 10, 11, 12, okay? With maybe, I don't know, uh, 20, uh 18 guaranteed or something like that, right? And use that smaller contract link and ball out. Ball out. You're 27. Ball out. You'll be 29. Have a couple of thousand yard receiving years under your belt. Okay? With double digit touchdowns. And now you could go into free agency and dictate. That's how you get paid. Darrell Revis did it. He bet on himself. He didn't sign a long term contract. He on a one year contract a one-year contract, and then came back to the Jets, and they gave him Rhode Island, okay? So, if I'm Robbie Anderson, that's what I would do, and if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm smiling right now because the market isn't what he wanted it to be. If it was, he would have been signed already, but it's not. So, that's good for us, and and it's smart that the Jets and him get back together at a smart Price, look at Brian Poole Brian Poole signed one-year deal, five million, because he thinks he could probably get a much better deal if he does as good as he did last year again. So but you put together two solid how you years
1: it. playing corner in the NFL. And you hit free agency, you're probably going to get yourself a nice little chunk. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Another
1: and Jordan Jenkins is in a spot where, unfortunately, it looks like the Giants might be signing Jordan Jenkins. They're the front runners, at least. I don't think the Jets are going to bring him back. They might have the money to bring him back. Right. I would love to bring him back. You're going to guarantee yourself. You're going to get eight sacks a year from him, seven or eight sacks.
2: They could do that. They could get Jenkins, and then they don't have to spend a fourth round pick next year on a linebacker. Oh, wait a minute. They don't have a fourth round pick next year, do they?
1: Also, very interesting tidbit is that right. the New York Giants franchise. Tag Leonard Williams. Yeah. Well, yes, that
2: they point, we now, they do
0: well, Leonard, hear me out. Leonard. Now,
1: why flexibility wise <laughs> it was smart is because then it allows him to not have to give up that fourth round pick to the Jets to give him right. a fifth it in, in a 2021. Fit, right? yeah. 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 So that's smart, but one thing that's curious about it is that, <clears throat> so franchise tag, you're talking top five salaries of that position. Now, I think they designate him as a nose tackle not a defensive end, which saves you a little bit of money, but you're talking about paying a guy like Leonard Williams next year is going to be making 16 or yeah. $17 million dollars awesome. on the Giants salary cap. That's because of the
0: stupid trade you made in the first yeah. place. Now you can't just let him walk because that would be even dumber. Can't I'm, not, be, I'm not a uh, fan. I wasn't a fan of the trade to begin with. After you guys told me what he was uh,
1: not contributing. Yeah, what not having
0: it. He's not great. having
1: it. The only,
0: thing that, not the only saving it.
1: grace is that it's going to be a fifth-round pick and not a fourth. Yeah, the, the official tag number, guys, for um, a defensive tackle, I took a guess just now, but it is, it's sixteen point $16.1 million. That's about what I thought for the top five. Right oh,
2: nice there. job. Good job, so good job. Keith. 16
1: <laughs> point. million. Mike, now listen to this. Before last year started, the reason I thought that we would cut Williams is because last year he was 15. It, it ended up going over to the Giants cap, but he made $15 million last year. Right. He's gonna make sixteen. Leonard Williams is about to make thirty-one million dollars in two seasons in the NFL. It's Leonard awesome. Williams doesn't get sacks or do anything. Where would begin, gentlemen? Oh man, it's hard to wrap your mind around that one. But Desmond,
2: I... Desmond, Desmond Trufant just signed with the Lions per source, and his uh, two years, $21 twenty-one million, fourteen guaranteed. And Darius Slay says on Twitter he wants out of Detroit. I mean, Whoa, ho, ho, ho,
1: Joe Douglas. Yes, Gamson Joe
2: Douglas. Yep. Bro, like race quarterbacks out there now. If he got Slay, D- Keith, you understand Slay is like top three. Oh yeah, oh way. yeah.
1: No, I know that. Top I mean, that would, three. that's up Reschlan right
0: there. Oh my
2: why, why does True sound
0: boy. like he's forty seven years old to me? You still in the
1: league? <laughs> I think there might have been multiple Truffauts. There has to be multiple Truffauts. I fun. think it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Desmond Truffaut? It's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Someone right. constantly has that name and keeps playing as Desmond Truffaut. Passes it on. But Mike, a few other moves that happen in the NFL, digressing from our squadron. DeAndre Hopkins. Now, your wife is a beloved Houston Texan fan. You love your wife very much. When you're down there in Texas... It's not like you're a Texans fan. Don't worry, Jet fans. Mike's not some front runner. He doesn't go for the Texans, but he loves his wife. So if they're on, guess what? He wants them to win because it makes his life better. It makes his life better if his wife's happy, guys. And uh, his wife is not happy right now. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> I know is not happy, it, Mike. DeAndre it, Hopkins, it, it, a crown jewel player in the NFL. Upper, upper, upper echelon. One percenter, Right. Just got traded away for David Johnson, who has not been a good player in three seasons, and a second round pick. Guys, what is going
2: on? I don't get it. So, DeAndre Hopkins said that Bill O'Brien compared him to Aaron Hernandez and criticized Hopkins for having a bunch of baby mamas and uh, essentially is saying that Bill O'Brien has doesn't like who he is and never got along with him, and that's why they ended up trading him. Now this, to me, just looking at the terms of the contract, I don't, Keith, honestly, I don't know of a worse trade value-wise than this one. I, I can't... When you have a piece, a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins, they're precious. You just don't give those away. I mean, that's just too good of a weapon, especially when you got a young quarterback like Deshaun Watson. I mean, I know in our fantasy football league, there was a a player or a owner who made a terrible trade. And somebody brought out the whistle to try to lower, you know, uh, we remember that. So I would bring out the whistle right now.
1: with this because this was an an absolute Uh, assault (laughs) there's certain phraseology for this in the fantasy football world I won't utter it on the show
2: because I will not
1: (laughs) lower our podcast to that level because I don't do those type of things Mike but not a good trade for the Texans now Hopkins had a tweet um, earlier today where he said a lot of this is being blown out of proportion um, he said he's proud of the time with the Texans. He has the utmost respect for Coach O'Brien. That won't change. Yada yada yada. Uh, all I ever know from Hopkins personally, when I watched the Hard Knocks when he was on there and interviews he's had, he seemed like a kind of a, a class act as far yeah. as a football player. Not a rah rah guy. You don't see him out there getting in trouble, running his mouth, acting like a jerk, or you know, I don't know. I, I've never heard any really anything negative about Hopkins. Right. So that's why. To be as good as he is and get traded? Like, if there was some off-the-field issue, whatever. That maybe makes sense. And maybe what Mike alluded to a moment ago, maybe that's what O'Brien actually feels. Right. And Hopkins is just taking the high road because he's a good dude. Could also be what's happening. Yeah. But the compensation they got for him at this point in his career, I mean, this dude, is, he's not even in his 30s yet. I mean, I don't get Doesn't it, Mike. Sense. And he's so good. Like, And what I was also wondering is... You know, Deshaun Watson is tremendous, like rare, rare talent in the NFL. Right. And I think he's going to be good regardless. But we've never seen him play without Hopkins. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hopkins doesn't get hurt. Hopkins is always out there when Watson's out there. So, um, and a lot of their offense you saw in the playoff game this year, and they saw at the end of the season or games, and it was crunch time. Watson scrambles around and just throws it up. Yeah. And Hopkins makes a play. Oh, of course. That's gone. I mean, you have Fuller. Fuller's a good player. Fuller doesn't play more than four games in a row. Is he? Does he? Has he ever? He doesn't. He's hurt all the time. So I don't. I don't understand the approach. I don't think David Johnson is a valuable asset in the NFL anymore. I don't at all. Even his best season when he was, you know, had those great stats with the Cardinals, he barely averaged over four yards of carry that year. So I don't get that either. Like Mike, from there's no angle that I thought about this trade from that made any sense to me. It it, it wasn't even as if Hopkins' salary was an albatross and going to sink the Texans like. There's no angle. This makes any sense. I don't understand why they made this trade. And
2: and, and the way I looked at it was like, Joe, couldn't you trade a Le'Veon Bell <laughs> for Hopkins? I mean, we could have done it. The same thing. I mean, and Bell to me is better than David Johnson. You know. So, and I, I would have been dancing in the streets for a play have Hopkins on the Jets. Are you kidding me? But I think this does a lot of value for Kyler Murray. Obviously, I think this does a lot for the, the um, Arizona Cardinals as they rebuild and get offensive weapons around their young quarterback. And I think this was a terrible move for the Texans. And I don't know if the Texans are going to be that competitive next year. I, I, maybe they will be. I'm, I don't know. But I think O'Brien uh, really sparked a lot of anger in this town. Everybody is calling for his head, and if they don't make the playoffs, forget that. If they don't, like, contend for a Super Bowl, he's gone.
1: Yeah, or if for any reason next year as they're moving forward, Deshaun Watson's stats aren't there or their passing game regresses, Yeah, what are people going to say? I mean, what player do they have on their team on offense that's, besides Watson, that you're worried about at all? Nobody. No one. Nobody. No when you one. played the Texans, previously when you played them, you'd say, I mean, they got Hopkins a Game breaker, right there. You know, they're yeah. gonna have double coverage on him, or at least the safety's gonna lean his way over there, so it's gonna help everything out for everybody else. Yep. now everybody else is gonna. You to- had to
2: worry about Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson in the flats.
1: <laughs> Your boy, Duke, <laughs> Darryl Bells, <laughs> yeah, John- he, he was really a difference maker, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson Duke but another, another trade out there that went down this week, guys, for a wide receiver <laughs> involves Stephon Diggs with the Vikings. Yeah, um, Diggs. You know, good, great talent. I think he's somebody that is, pro- to me, very overrated. You, yeah. you look at his stats. And I've said this to Mike before. Um, I've said this to a yeah. lot of people. He just, to me, is not an elite wide receiver. And I, and people can say whatever they want, but he just had a quarterback that's super, super efficient as his quarterback. And, you know, he had 1,100 yards, right? right. Um, he did pretty good. The year before that, he barely had over 1,000. The previous three years before that, he didn't even crack a 1,000. So, his... The most yards he's ever had in a year was last year where he had um, 1,100, right? And he only had 63 catches, though. You know, so I I don't know. Diggs is somebody that he also has had some temper tantrums off the field. Times he checks out mentally. So I love this thing for the Bills. I think he's ridiculously overrated. I think your stats are always... It's it's easy to... uh, When you play in a dome, right? I think when you go out there in Buffalo in the winter, you're going to be playing in the cold weather. Let's see how good you are then. I think Josh Allen is an absolute scrub. An absolute bumbling scrub who only has... Openings when he throws the ball because of his legs. Okay, yeah. now Lamar Jackson takes that sentiment I just said to the next level because he can run so much. Teams are so scared. Yeah, guys are wide open. <laughs> then he throws the ball directly to that person and they run for a touchdown. Allen is not. Josh Allen yeah. does not do that. No. You know, Josh Allen is he. He along with Diggs to me he's another player. And this is you know I keep it real. Tom Brady's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right. Well, right. What can I say? Whenever we had these quarterbacks in in our divisions in my life, I'm like they they are what they are. I think Allen is a bum. And I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he has a good quarterback IQ. I don't think he got that much better last year um, than he was the previous year. I know his rating was a little bit better, but he had 20 touchdowns last year. So, I mean, all right, so he had 20 touchdowns. That's great. Sam almost had 20 touchdowns. He missed. He had mono. He missed three games. You know, he had no offensive line at all, Sam. So... Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. When it comes to Allen, Mike, he still didn't even break 60% last year when it comes to completion percentage, so that's why it doesn't worry me.
2: I mean, to me, I saw. I go back to the first game. I go back to the first game, man. You had a quarterback with mono who almost took you out, and if it wasn't for a groin pull, the Jets would have beat the, the Bills. And they're frauds, and it's fine. Again, I'm pretty confident and in what how I think about them, and they do have a good defense. Um, we're going to see what they're able to do next next year with Mr. Josh Allen. By the way, Keith, uh, it just came across Twitter that the Jets were, unfortunately, because of coronavirus, this is going to have to be postponed, but the Jets' first meeting was going after Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool. Ooh. Very true. nice. Oh, son. Yeah, we no, were no, just no, talking no, about. him. We were just talking. Keith, him. he will be. He will be your favorite receiver outside of Wayne Herbert uh, immediately. Oh, uh, immediate! Uh, I
1: mean, that's an ND receiver beast. <laughs> yes. Has the height? Has the size? Has
2: everything? <laughs> I love that cat. I really do. He's one of my favorites, definitely. Definitely. I'm just.
1: I'm just so. This, I, this articles on ESPN that actually say the Buffalo Bills are making their push to be the AFC champions. What, what, are, what, have
2: done? What, are, what are we? What are we talking
0: about? What is that, What are we talk What Diggs? Who's your tight end? Who's your other receiver beside Diggs?
2: They got John Florida Brown. They just got Beasley.
0: Sixty percent completion,
1: right? <laughs> no, just, he didn't. I'm mind boggled because it's like so the Chiefs—they're going away. The yeah, Ravens are going away. Exist. The Titans will just they'll just fade away into oblivion. Ravens didn't do what they did last year. Yeah, the Patriots will go zero no. sixteen next year. Of course, I, I don't. What are you talking about? AFC's champions? I mean, AFC champions. Excuse me, AFC's champions. I could take AFC champions. What are we talking about? I now mean, we're, we're we're losing our minds. Mike, me and you are um, Jet fans now, going on about four decades of Jet fanness. You know, if you, basically since birth, right? So, Mike, in our right. lifetime. We went through our childhood with Jim Kelly as a quarterback of the Bills. Pretty good in the Hall of Fame. Uh, my childhood I went through in the same division with Dan Marino. That sucked a little bit when I was younger. Not a lot of W's there for the Dolphins. Uh, for a few years there, we had Peyton Manning till they got their division change. Right, Mike? So unrelenting mm-hmm. Hall of Famers in my face. Yeah. We had... Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, for, for the next twenty years. So in my lifetime, when have the Jets gotten a break where there wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback oh, in our division? Jet fan, think about it. If you are twenty years old, you've never seen it. No, okay. I am no. gonna be. I am gonna be forty soon. I've never seen it. Okay, so yeah. you put it in perspective when we all talk about Tom Brady leaving and people saying oh they saw a bell check, this year, and I think like, I totally get it. Yeah. I understand that. Doesn't make a difference who the Patriots bring in. No. It's not a Hall of Famer. If it's no nope. No Hall of Famers are out there for them to get. Can't can't bring him in now. There's no other Hall of Famers in our division now. No. I don't care.
2: There's only one thing there is one thing I am afraid of. And I'm afraid I'm just afraid that they're gonna go get Cam Newton. I just feel uh, it
0: with a bad shoulder that, that, and a bad leg?
2: Uh well I don't want Cam Newton. Yeah, that doesn't worry me either. He's not the type of quarterback they'd get though. No,
0: I mean you should not not to, not not worry. Like he like he if he if he comes back, obviously he's a hundred percent you would imagine and he's a great quarterback for for what he's done, but I mean he's not he's not Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I think Cam, obviously Cam still has probably a lot in the tank. Different type of quarterback. It would make, it would make the uh, it would make it interesting. They change or, have to change their offense. Oh, around, absolutely, though, big time. And Belichick probably yeah, would be able yeah. to do that. But I don't care. Yeah. Even if they get Cam Newton, Cam Newton not a Hall of Famer. Mike, not even close. So no Tuck rule, Cam Newton. He had an MVP <laughs> season one on. year, and he has some great stats. Cam Newton's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh.
2: You, you wait. You don't think that he's on. Trajectory. I'm not talking about the last year, but before last year, before he got hurt, he wasn't on trajectory to be a Hall of Fame. I think he was. I think he was on Philip Rivers' uh, level, Tony Romo level ish. Uh, trajectory. He. He. Uh, what I was saying is, what I was saying is, he he wasn't a fear, surefire Hall of Famer, but he was definitely making the case to may, be uh, in the conversation.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, he's somebody that. I mean, would be maybe in the conversation. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, though. I think, no.
2: I, yeah, I uh, you know, I guess I Cam do. is
1: a unique case because his, he's most effective with running the ball, and that's not something that you. How how often has that been factored into a Hall of Fame quarterback? Right. Uh You know the, the right. thought process. Right. Not very often, right? So Cam's career QB rating is an 86. That's not, not really. Not that's his career. Are you serious? Quarterback. I got l- Last year, last year he didn't play wow. much. It was a 71, and I mean, when you go through his career, he had his MVP, he was a 99-4, 2018, he was a 94-2, but every other year, 80, 82, 88, 86, 84. So he, Cam, he... Mediocre, he took, actually. 80, well, 86 is 86 isn't, har- 80 isn't horrible. No, well, right. what? Like, oh, it's
2: it's what did Sam, Sam had, what Sam had oh, how about this, this last year, year right? Sam
1: Darnold's QB rating was an 84. But he's only been there and, two years, that's, and, and, that's not what bad I'm for him. No, that's what I'm saying, so... Yeah. Um, that's yeah. with a, a pathetic offensive line and all these it other always, things. Yeah. All the other things going against him, right? Yep. And you don't think of Sam as a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Right. right. Why would you? Not right? yet. And yeah. Cam Newton's what quarterback rating is one metric, and I'm not putting into yeah. I'm not quarterback rating doesn't take into effect either the running stats. Right. Cam had an MVP season. He got his team to a Super Bowl. Yep. But I think Philip Rivers is a much better quarterback than Cam. Newton. Oh yeah. Okay. And I yeah. know Philip Rivers has yeah. not been able to. Accomplish that much in the playoffs either, but in Cam Newton's career, you're looking at oh, so Cam's played nine seasons, 182 touchdowns. So that's good, but not really that great, right? You know, that's not right. really that great. So and he's that's why I think he's a borderline guy. But either way, forget about that point. There's no way the Patriots without Brady, no matter who they bring in. I don't care what quarterback it is, no matter who they bring in at this point, they're not going to be as good as they were right. last year. They'll still be good. They have a tremendous offensive line. Oh, yeah. They have a tremendous defense. There's no way they're not going to be good. Right. But they're not going to be as good. I don't of care. Course. Bring whoever the hell you want in. Yep. You're not going to be as good. You could have Cam Newton start running the ball all over the place. Yeah. Guess what Cam Newton does a lot? Turn the ball over. <laughs> you know You know what else he does all the time? Get injured. Get hurt. Please sign yeah. him. Yeah. So he's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady never got hurt besides one season in <laughs> his whole life. So, I mean,
2: things are looking up, Mike. Oh, I got bad news, man. You you guys remember Matt Titeo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, his girlfriend tested positive for coronavirus. The
0: one that catfished him? Is it really a woman? Remember the
2: fake one? The fake
0: girlfriend? The fake he never that really did. had yeah. No, that blows, <laughs> man. Yeah. Kevin Durant's got it. I mean,
2: come on. It, it, these reports are ridiculous. Like, mad people are going to get this thing. Yeah i like, oh, I was in Hawaii and I got the text or the Twitter update that Tom Hanks had it. I almost dropped my phone. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, and he was Tom in Australia. Was and, then and, next, and then my the next, and then the next tweet was, oh, Adam Silver is shutting down the NBA. I'm like, what?
0: Speaking like, of Adam Silver's, they, they had him on an interview today on Inside the NBA. And what's the uh, the redhead the redheaded uh, NBA analyst for ESPN's name? She, uh, she hosts the show,
2: Rachel Nichols. Yes.
0: She was interviewing him, and it just seemed awkward, because out of nowhere, she's like, Adam, have you got tested? And it's like, it wasn't prepared. Like, he didn't know it was coming just by the way it was asked. He's like, uh, no. I'm like, yo, how do you just drop that on, on national television? Yeah.
1: You well, had not uh, told him
0: about that beforehand.
1: He has the demeanor. He has, like, a demeanor of, like, a ninth-grade chemistry teacher. <laughs> yeah. That's how he goes about his business. <laughs> no. No, I haven't. It's weird. <laughs>
0: Why would you he put at a spot like that? He looks so, looked so long odd long to his, me. All these I other mean.
1: executives, like Roger Goodell just exudes, like, douchiness. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, you, you have all these other guys that, like, Bettman kind of, I guess he's kind of under the radar, Bettman with the oh. NHL. But, I mean, all these other leaders of the leagues <laughs> have a certain Silver. way. Adam Silver is just, like, this dweeb, you know, who just, <laughs> I don't know. You, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to judge a book by its cover. Oh, my. All right, but, guys, uh, so that's another that's one funny. in the books for us here. Everybody out there in the world, stay safe. Yeah stay, keep your social distancing from everyone, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, take care of your kids, take care of the old people in your life, because those are the ones we got to worry about the most, or our loved ones that are older, um, and everyone just be vigilant out there, we'll all get through this, we'll, yep. keep, we'll come in every week, and we'll give us give our little spiel about the Jets, and the world, and everything in between, Mike, and if everyone does want to listen to us, support us, get at us, tell their friends about us in any way, shape, or form,
2: where can they do that? We're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore myj Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG.
1: Yeah, you know what, too, people? If you can go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review as much as possible, that would be tremendous, too. Yeah, You guys can all download us on your iTunes app on your phone, yeah. which is how I listen to the, phone, uh, the show now. A whole bunch of new people have been doing that. We've been telling people to do that, too, um, on your phones, guys, on the iPhone app, just just search ain't easy being green we pop right up hit play give us a five-star review we'd really appreciate it absolutely uh and yo that was mike signing us out the number one jet fan in the state of texas he's ready holding it down down there to the right of me as always this week the big stinking wookie held it down thank you everyone joining us get at you next week
2: peace out hey this is John name and uh they say it ain't easy being green are you ready
0: can't the New York Jets can beat anybody in the world,
1: and I think we're going to win next Sunday.
0: The New York Jets. I think Jeff. 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 Jeff.
1: Jeff. 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 Jeff.
0: Jeff. 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 Jeff.